0: Episode 369.
1: If you talk to a technician in terms of dollars, you know they understand what you're saying, but that's not their language. Uh, technicians want to know how many hours per ticket. You know, how many hours did you sell on this car? So we try to think keep it simple and think of terms of hours on the board.
0: Welcome aftermarketers to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to Remarkable Results. Hello, Carm Capriato here, and welcome to Remarkable Results Radio with a second visit with Patrick McHugh, owner of Bimmer Rescue, Richmond, Virginia. This episode is very interesting as we discuss Patrick's scoreboard. This episode is supported by Federal Mogul Motor Parts and Garage Gurus. For serious technical training and support, online, on-site, and on-demand, Garage Gurus is everything you need to know. Find out more at fmgaragegurus.com. Hey, you know, reading is something many of us cannot find the time to do. However, I strongly suggest to carve out some time and read a good business or leadership book. To help you narrow down your choices, I created a books page on the website. Now, these are books that your fellow industry colleagues have read and discussed on the podcast. Find the books page on the menu bar or at RemarkableResults.biz slash books. Hey, are you in touch with our Remarkable community? We'll get inside our ecosystem at RemarkableResults.biz slash social. And here's a shout out to new Facebook friends, Jose Luis Gonzalez, Robert Music, and Paul Henderson, and new LinkedIn connections, Steve Gibson and Paul Marquardt now. Meet shop owner Patrick McHugh from Bimmer Rescue in Richmond, Virginia for his sophomore appearance on our show. Patrick's first episode here was episode 266 and he also contributed to All Academies. Please catch the Academy on Pivots that included Patrick. It was great. In this episode, Patrick shows us an interesting way of tracking progress and goals in his shop with his new scoreboard. It actually came from a discussion back in episode 266 that he had with his techs and his disciplines as a former pilot. The board is located in the bays of his shop and has sections for workflow and numbers. The scoreboard is meant to be in technician speak. It has a grid that flows from top to bottom with customer name, car, incoming work, in diagnostics, ready for work, and more. This entire system came from the drive to engage his technicians and ultimately provide stronger earnings for his team. Patrick talks about a quick way to see holdups and to improve communications between the sales counter, office, and the back shop. He also talks about a feedback loop using the logic of a PID controller, like cruise control for the shop. Find the talking points for this episode with Patrick McHugh at RemarkableResults.biz slash E369. So glad you've joined us to improve your own success pathway using these long-form audio interviews from the Aftermarket's premiere podcast. <laughs> Hey, warm welcome to Patrick McHugh from Bimmer Rescue in Richmond, Virginia, for I think your third, fourth, fifth, or maybe fifth time. Yeah. Wow, cool. I'm, I'm so happy you've been a great contributor to the Remarkable Results Radio Podcast. I recall that you and I got together in episode 266, one-on-one. And that's where I learned all about this great scoreboard. Yep. Yeah. And then you came on with, uh, with us and did uh, episode 73 of the Town Hall Academy. We talked about important business and life pivots you were exceptional very transparent that was a fun one yeah thanks for that and of course you came on and you talked about we had part one and two about your ideal customer so uh, thanks for being such a great contributor and you and i i was fascinated by the scoreboard and i was also always fascinated for the fact that you were a pilot and you know you had to have all these disciplines in order to get the plane up and the plane down (laughs) yep And how how you transcended them into your your business. So I really encourage everyone to go back and listen to 266 when Patrick was really challenged by one of his technicians who wanted to earn more money. And Patrick said, hey, let's think this thing through. And together you built a collaboration where uh, you basically said, hey, look at you guys, uh, you need a, a whiteboard or something? Is that what it was about?
1: So, yeah, one of the guys came to me and said, I... I want to make some more money. What's it going to take? And and we we started to innovate. We started to figure out. All right, what do we have to do? I want you to make more money because you know in the end I'll make more as well, and we'll work on more cars, and more people will be helped, and it's just a perfect storm. I, I want that. He said, I want a, a whiteboard to track performance numbers on. And I said, how big? He said, as big as you can get. So we bought an eight foot long. Whiteboard, and we, um, we call it the board, but we also call it kind of the cockpit it 's like the cockpit of an airplane, and um, we moved our dispatch systems I mean, a unique dispatch system that we developed as well that we moved over to this board, and we basically created a scoreboard in the shop it 's in the back of the shop you don't want to put it like up in the front or anything it's huge. We put it on the back wall where people where all everybody can see it at any time. And the scoreboard has been a, a huge change for our business. It's changed a lot of things. I like to look at it this way. If you go to any sporting event, um, basketball, football, even like racing, what's the biggest thing out there in the field next to the field itself? It is the scoreboard. And you know, what would a game, what would a sport be like without the score? What would it be like watching football on your TV if there was no score and you walked away for a minute and you came back? And you had no idea what just happened or who just, who just scored or who is behind. Why would we run a business without that in the business as well? You know, who's right? the better
0: team? Who's executing better? Right. I mean, exactly. Because when you do that stuff, you win.
1: Exactly. And it's huge. And it, and it kind of hit me like a lightning bolt. Like, why don't I have this in my shop? Why doesn't every shop have this in their shop? Why, why can't every person in the business, whether it be a service advisor, technician, even a helper guy, um, or the owner know at any moment how we 're doing today, how we 're doing this week, how we 're doing this month they 're all a part of it and, and they deserve to know, and it can change the whole dynamic and feel of the shop. I remember before you know, we would have moments where i 'd come in and I feel like we 're doing good, and then talk to one of my techs, and he 's like yeah we 're slow and it was it was always uh, you know a shock to me. I thought we were doing good, but he says're we're doing we 're slow Where's that disconnect? Why? Oh, wait a minute. It's you know, a
0: single man's perspective.
1: Exactly. And this this makes it a collaborative thing, you know, which I love. I love it. It's really changed things a lot. I look calm on the outside all the time, you know, most of the time. But inside me, I have anxiety sometime, sometimes. But wh- you know, wh-
0: where's, the, where's this fear or anxiety coming there's from? There's
1: always, you know, running a business... Has all kinds of anxieties and fears that come with it, mm-hmm. and it's a good thing. It, it, me as a as a as the captain of this ship, it makes me constantly concerned and constantly checking, double checking, making sure that we're going in the right direction, making sure that this and that is is correct, making sure the payroll is correct. You know, it, it's a good thing for for the leader to have that stuff. I keep it up and keep it bottled up inside me. This board has allowed me to know that I don't have, I can take a breath. You know, it, it's, it's allowed me to know that we have 30, work, 30 hours of work sold today and that we're a little bit ahead of the curve this month. and, and Or on vice versa, we're a little bit behind and I need to do X, Y, Z to, to catch back up again. It, it's really helped me to calm some of my fears. Patrick, you know?
0: is this in lieu of software that is available out there? You would rather see the visual for the entire team to see. I mean, this is a little bit manual
1: it is kind of manual there isn't software that really does it this way that i've seen right. yet out there there's software that does little pieces of this that but it, there's nothing nothing like being able to look over at the wall and see it visually but i'd love for this to be a digital thing someday i'd love for this to be a giant touch screen on the wall mm-hmm. and you can grab and move tiles around so let me explain a little bit about yeah. how like the physical board yeah. and how it's set up Great. so when i was in flight training We went and toured a air traffic control center. I got to see how a control tower in an airport worked. I've talked to those guys on the radio all the time, but I never really knew what they were doing up there. And in their control tower, they have incoming planes coming in and they write the tail numbers on these little tiles with like a grease pen and they stack them in order of who's coming in. And then they've got planes that are on the ground that have landed and they stack those in order of priority and then they have planes that are departing the area. And they stack those in order of priority. And when they move off this board, they get handed off to uh, a control center that manage them in, manages them in flight. So there's these tiles. And I've always wanted to do something with those tiles. So we bought little name tags, little white name tags mm-hmm. that stick on with a magnet. Ah. And the name tags are perfect because you can dry erase on them. Got so it. we write the, the customer's last name and the vehicle type. And they, they move through our board as follows. They start in in dispatch. So they, they go to the incoming work. And once the car is written up outside, all the customer's concerns are written down. The customer has been sent off in a loaner car. We create a tile and we put it in the incoming work um, section of the whiteboard. And then the the guys know. And once again, there's a little anxiety reducer. Our techs know when they see seven cards there, that there are seven cars sitting outside waiting for them. So right there, that's a it's almost an indicator that they need to kick into high gear. If they're sitting around at 8.30 and there's seven cards sitting up there and they've been sitting up there for a half hour, they, they know they're creating a problem. they uh, got to ramp it up. Absolutely.
0: It's not necessarily ramp it up, but doesn't it give them a, an opportunity to kind of even stack in their own mind the workload? In, sure. It, 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 yeah. It's almost an anticipatory thing.
1: A technician is always looking forward to what's next. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I know I've got this job right now, but what's coming down the pipe? They always are looking forward to that. And if they see four cars uh, coming down the pipe, they're going to they're gonna gobble them up. They're going to go through them faster than if, if they don't see anything coming at all. If they don't know what's coming next they, or there's nothing coming next, a technician is likely to kind of take his time and kind of go along and, you know, he's not going to kill himself you know, busting his butt on a car when there's nothing coming down the pipe. and can create a whole, you combine that with com- communication issues with the office and you can create a whole disconnect in workflow. So then once the tech grabs the car keys, he moves the car down to in diagnosis. And that's the, that means the tech has the car in the shop. He's diagnosing, he's evaluating, he's filling out his checklist. Um, you know, he's taking pictures, getting everything ready, building a quote. Um, once he's done with that, it goes to the on hold. But does um, he
0: have a, does he have a section on the board or is it a just, yeah. a, okay.
1: There's four little boxes uh, kind of stacked on top of each other. So it flows down um, from the top down, moves from uh, incoming work to in diagnosis and then to on hold. And on hold is, is a big bottleneck for us right now. We're trying to fix on hold is the car is not ready to be worked yet, on yet. It's done being evaluated. The quote has been sent to the office and it's waiting on a sale to happen so that, we can get authorization uh, or it's waiting on parts to get here. Um, you, you don't really know why it's on hold and the techs don't really care why. They just know that that car isn't ready to be worked on yet. Um, and then the magic happens in the shop when we make a sale. I said, all right, we're doing, we're doing XYZ, the shocks, the, the brakes and the oil change and the gasket on, on that X5. Um, the advisor comes out triumphantly and moves the card from, uh, on hold down to ready for work and it's always a good feeling hearing that click and all the guys in the shop look over to see what what he just sold but
0: was that assigned it to one tech or is that in a pool
1: it goes to the ready for work section and then we have a very unique setup in our shop where our guys dispatch the work to themselves they as a team decide who is most best suited to do that that job And they kind of dispatch themselves. So So the advisor just puts it.
0: They're doing triage themselves.
1: They're triaging. Yep, yep. Uh, We work on a team plan here at our shop, and uh, our guys are very equally matched. They're all A plus master techs, so they they triage very well. They all get along very well together, so it works. It doesn't work in every shop that way. So don't I I wouldn't expect everybody to want to do something like that, but it works in my shop. Um, So they triage it, and they 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 do move the card to whoever is being assigned. So uh, after that, you'll see a stack of three names, of three technicians, and you'll see the stack of work that they've they've got going. And the advisor will also indicate um, how much work you sold and we'll add it all up. We This board is not quite as live as I'd like it to be. We only really update it twice a day, once at noon and once at 4.55 at the end of the day. That's when we like, add up all the numbers and figure how much work is sold. Um, so we're on lunchtime, and at the end of the day, that's when we like chunk through the numbers and make sure it's all accurate.
0: I'm talking to Bud Houston, a technical product specialist with Federal Mogul Motor Parts. Hey Bud, what's the best thing about the guru on the go van?
2: Yeah, I think that the, the best thing about the van and the kind of the mission is it's twofold. One, one is ultimately to bring brand awareness uh, of the Federal Mogul portfolio, but I think the way that we do that is we bring value to the technician and the shop owner. And, and how we do that is is we bring technical content, we bring some updated material, and once they see that I care about their operation, their reputation, and their qualifications, one, they're, they're built up, but two, they, they really, at that point listen to what I have to say about the brands and, it, and it's built the relationship is built on a, a mutual benefit.
0: So you bring technical stuff and you bring product
2: specific. Yeah me personally I, I'm, I'm super technical technical background so anytime I'm doing a lunch and learn or a van visit a uh, training session it's it's typically 90% technical 10% uh, product. Any new MOOC products that are getting good reviews? Yeah, one that's recently released is uh, uh, the Dodge Ram 25 and 3500 complete steering assembly. It's uh, inner and outer tie rod ends and drag link pre-assembled. This is the first uh, aftermarket um, part that's available in a complete assembly for this application. And the specific applications, late model Dodge Rams, are are actually a a kind of a high failure part on on the chassis parts.
0: What about the compression loaded ball joints with pre-installed integral dust boot?
2: Yeah, the, the integral dust boot has been a huge hit. Initially, the, the idea was, was, well, where is the boot? And then once you kind of get around and show people, they're like, well, that is the best idea I've ever seen because I've torn so many boots on installation or I've had a boot that's not seated properly. And they're like, well, that's just not an issue now. And, and they love it. Federal Mogul
0: Motor Parks' Garage Gurus is your go-to source for the vehicle training, technology, and answers you need to keep your next job on track. On-site, online, or on-demand, the gurus are here to help keep your business and your career on the road to success. Visit fmgarageguru.com. So the production and the assignments are more critical in in moving of those, if you will, tags, tickets, squares, panels, than than the true numbers of the day. I mean, I guess uh, they've probably come to rely on the shop's going to produce. If we do this much work, we're probably going to produce this kind of number.
1: If those cards are moving, then good things are happening. And so there's like an action side of the board, which is the dispatch Mm -hmm. section, which is the whole left side of the board. And the right side of the board is like our performance tracking. If, if you're in an airplane cockpit, the left side of the board is the, is the yoke and the throttles and the, the rudders. That's how you steer the board. That's how you steer the shop on the right hand side is our altimeter and our attitude indicator and our airspeed. Our air That's our, our performance indicators to tell us how we're doing the end of the day and the end of the week and the end of the month. That's where we have all of our goals listed as well. What do we want to do today? What do we want to do this month? What do we want to do, you know, all broken down. So,
0: so you're, you're really setting a, a performance goal as far as a dollar number, and that doesn't change, but daily
1: this board we think of in terms of hours. Hours turns into dollars. So, you know, the office in the front of our shop talks in terms of dollars. If you talk to a technician in terms of dollars, you know, they understand what you're saying, but that's not their language. Uh, technicians want to know how many hours per ticket. You know, how many hours did you sell on this car? So, we try to think keep it simple and think of terms of hours of hours on the board. We do have a whole different system for like tracking dollars, but we know the dollars follow the hours. So we we put this board in the technician's language.
0: You were talking about you had some holes in the board. Um, Obviously, you've been working this for what, a year now?
1: This has been going on only for a couple months. This has been going on for about five or six months. Okay.
0: Everything has a different version. You know What iteration are you in?
1: We're on version like 1.3. The first version was very rough. We just lined it with dry erase marker Version 1.2, we finally locked in like how we wanted it to mm-hmm. look and we bought striping tape. It's um like black, very thin oh, yeah. striping tape. Oh, yeah. and We striped the whole thing so that you wouldn't erase the lines anytime you erased things. Um, that's, that's 1.2. I think board 2.0 Will be digital. Will be a system where the advisors won't have to leave their chair and come out into the shop to actually okay. see it. An eight you know?
0: foot by four foot digital board. Hmm, that's going to cost ten thousand yep. dollars.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't care. <laughs> it'll, it'll be worth it. You know, it'll be the worth jumbotron it. the jumbotron and dinner rescue. Be, it might not need to be so big if it was digital. But oh, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, right. I mean, how big is the how big is the scoreboard at like? Uh, a football yeah, stadium yeah. you know it's gigantic why so everyone can see it have you, you seen know?
0: those beautiful convex 4k displays today yeah
1: absolutely yeah that's that,
0: like that. that. all you need but you, you know you need a touchscreen you're right that that would be expensive but uh, you know even if you pay a couple of grand for something like that now you've got the display and you can you can write code you could write code to make it work
1: as long as my guys don't figure out how to watch TV on it we'll be just fine
0: well um, <laughs> that'll have to be part of the software
1: <laughs> exactly. So fantastic.
0: No, no, don't hook the cable.
1: But yeah, right, right away we discovered this board helped solve some problems. You know, like we call them, uh, the term is "there's a hole in the board." Okay. If if there's a hole in the board, that means that there's there's a, a bottleneck. Something is holding up the flow of the program. Um, the biggest one we found was was just cars on hold our shop is the German repair shop. We're extremely thorough in our inspection of cars. And we, you know, we find everything on these cars. We have a very in-depth inspection process, which, which earns us a roughly five hour per ticket, um, you know, five hours per ticket uh, sold on each car. But it also takes a long time. The advisors take, it takes a long time to build tickets in my shop. Um, and that's kind of become a hangup. And we, this kind of exposed it to me a little bit, you know, and exposed it to us that, hey, we, we really might have an issue here. We, we might be able to, to trim some corners of this process. It made, a, made me ask myself, are we really gaining from this big, giant process that, we, that we've created? Is there any way we can streamline certain parts of it without compromising, you know, safety to the customer, finding the, the safety issues on the car um, without compromising any of our values, can we trim this inspection process down? So we've, we've already started looking into things to do that.
0: Would you just need to add a service rider?
1: I don't think so. I, I think we've got some software limitations with our software right now. I, our canned jobs, like canned jobs meaning mm-hmm. you know a valve cover gasket yeah. for a six-cylinder BMW, are are very difficult to create. There's got to be a better way that we can, we can create canned jobs that we're not constantly looking up the same parts over and over. Um, Those are the avenues that we're going down. You know, it's
0: great to hear you say that. It exposed some weaknesses inside the system, no matter where they are. If it's you know systems, if it's processes, if it's people, um, yeah, bandwidth of people.
1: Absolutely. The big, huge theme here was we discovered very quickly with this board that we needed to close our communication loop. We needed we needed much more fluid communication between the office and between the back of the shop there, there was these big disconnects happening in very crucial phases of our process that, that, that were leading to problems, you know? So I want to hear at the end of the day at noon and at four 55, a discussion happening in my shop between the office and the shop at noon. It's, Hey, you know, what's the status on this quote? Have you sold it yet, you know, uh, I'm waiting on parts for this and that. But also um we've got we've we're only down to fifteen hours remaining between the three of us of our of our buffer. So we're gonna be in about two or three hours our techs are gonna be out of work. So, you know, come up with something. We need we need more work sold right now. Kick it into high gear. Do we need to put somebody else in the office picking parts while you're looking up, you know, labor? What do we need to do mm-hmm. to to focus all of our hands on that problem. There's an interesting analogy, my business coach Cecil always points out, there's a Toyota plant in California that was revolutionary in that they they created a, a process on their assembly line that if anything went wrong or anything wasn't working right, they would stop the entire assembly line and focus every single bit of energy solving that problem and and we're we're trying to think like that in my shop. If there's a hang if if my advisors are backed up on four quotes and it's taking them a long time and the techs are starting to run out of work, why not have a tech come and help with some of the parts searching or or pull me off of whatever administrative duties I'm doing that are important but not as important as getting those quotes done. Pull me off the quotes, off the off that and have me help as well. You know, what can we do to to, to stop the bottleneck and keep the flow going in the shop.
0: I think it exposes, like you say, opportunities, fixes, yep. changes. Um, parts ordering, uh, I find it interesting. Are you doing a lot of e-com? I mean, were you just basically clicking and ordering, or are you on the phone too much?
1: Yeah, we use Worldpack Speed Dial okay. joined with RR Rider. So there is parts integration. We're clicking, right. we're loading. And we do have to do a fair amount of phone calls as well. Thankfully, got we've got one guy in the office who is who came from the parts department at BMW. So he's a wizard with the parts. He can figure this stuff out. And that's the time when I'll see the advisors kind of start splitting tasks. Kyle will start building building estimates while Mike is selling. That kind of stuff's really helpful.
0: What is the biggest bottleneck that, uh, you know, if, if you if you had to pick out of one, two, or three, that, that's slowing you down?
1: The biggest one is just building the estimates, finding the parts, communicating with the customers and making the sale. It's taking too long in our shop. And we have all the tools. We're we're text messaging Mm -hmm. uh, type of shop. We're we're sending bolt-on digital inspection reports out. But it's just since we're so keen on inspecting, you know, an average BMW that rolls into my shop, it's got 110,000 miles on it. We're going to find, you know, six grand worth of work at least or, you know, average three, four grand a worth of work on that car. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to sell half of it, you know? So it takes a long time to build up those quotes, especially when we get a weird mix of cars. Like this has also revealed another problem, scheduling. Scheduling has become a much more dynamic thing in our shop. It used to be we tried to get, you know, six, seven cars on a Monday, six cars on a Tuesday, five on a Wednesday and so on and so on. But now we've really had to look much harder at what cars we're taking in. And, and if, if, if we take in uh, six old cars on a Monday uh, or seven old cars on a Monday that we're going to find you know, tons and tons of work on, it's, it's just going to basically create a... It's going to bring the office to a screeching halt. It's going to bring the shop to a screeching halt because they take so long to quote out work on those older cars. So we need to find a better mix. We need to find two, one old car uh two two thousand eights, uh three tw- 2012s. We knew we have to really start looking at that, you know.
0: A good problem so, to have.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's made it all all more challenging to to figure out. You know, it's 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 more work now to figure that stuff out, but it's great.
0: Oh wow. Great stuff. Very interesting. Uh, thanks for uh sharing all of this. Uh, you you talked to me about a feedback loop.
1: This is interesting. And I'm talking to a lot of car people out there, so I'm going to make some car analogies, but I'm going to get into some kind of nerdy stuff with this.
0: I love it. Bring on the nerds.
1: So a feedback loop. There's this interesting little gizmo out there. It's been around since the 20s. It's called a PID controller. This is nerdy stuff. A PID controller, it sounds fancy, but they're all over our world. The most common one I can think of is cruise control in your car. Cruise control has a PID controller built into it. Um, Basically, as you're going down the road at 60 miles an hour, you engage your your cruise control, there's a little circuit that is computing what to do. And it's got a throttle actuator, so it's deciding how how much to open and close your throttle. And um, PID, the first letter is proportion. Um, Proportion makes the initial change. So, like, you start to go up a hill and now the car is going 55 miles an hour, proportion uh, of the PID knows to add 25% more throttle and then see what happens. The I stands for integral. This is really nerdy stuff, so sorry if I'm going over the top here. Yeah, do it. The integral, so the, the P makes the change. The integral adds more change if the initial change didn't do the trick. So if the car continues to slow down, the integral will add more change. Uh, depending on depending on the car, how much more, You know, it'll decide how much more. And then the D is the derivative. Uh, the derivative kind of learns how the car is reacting to this change and makes this whole process smooth. So let me bring it back to planet Earth here. We're ready. P makes the change. Yeah. Integral tunes the change and derivative makes it smooth. And I'm trying to pull this all together and show that this is a really common process, this PID thing. Uh, Big companies use this in process management and in managing assembly lines. It's in your car. This little stuff is in all kinds of little devices. Your thermostat in your home does this to prevent your air conditioning from overshooting, from cooling down your house too much below the set point and then having to wait for it to come back up. This stuff is everywhere. And we need to start putting it into our shops as well. Uh, I want my shop, when there's a problem, to make a change. When we don't have enough cars, I want the guys to initially book two more to try to make up for it, uh, and then kind of tune it. If that was too much last time, do do one less the next time. I want them to constantly be thinking and thinking about like what's coming next, what's tomorrow, what is the perfect day going to look like, and constantly striving to determine what that is. That's what I want you know our, our guys to be doing in our shop
0: well once you um take the scoreboard or the board and computerize it and it's Absolutely. It, and it can start learning from everything it's throughput, if you will, you may be able to write code, no doubt, and yes, yes, in the world of AI, you can absolutely learn, and then yeah. almost, if you will, have a barometer or two that says more, less, you know, a green, blue, yellow, and it, it could start absolutely. giving outputs and or inputs, I'm not sure how that would work, to your, yep. to your team, the entire team.
1: Ideally, I think that trying to figure out the perfect schedule, flow, all that stuff, is something that human brains don't really need to be doing, we, we could we could find a way to get like computers to do some of this work for us, or at least give us the the outputs that we need to measure. It's the same as a, um, an oxygen sensor in a car. Uh, you know, a modern car goes down the road, it's got what's called a closed loop fuel injection system. There are a couple inputs, um, you know, temperature, throttle position, air mass, and oxygen level in the exhaust is sort of a correction if the car is running too rich going down the highway, the oxygen sensor will sense it and affect the input. So the output, which is the exhaust gas, will affect the input. And that's sort of what we're trying to do in our shop. I've, I've turned the scheduler on in the back computer. There's a computer right next to this board so that we can populate all the numbers from it. The technicians see the schedule. I, I let my tech see what the schedule is for tomorrow. So every day at 4.55 or at usually around noon, they'll say, hey, we're running, we're running short, we can take one more car tomorrow. So I'm letting the output of our shop almost dictate what the input is, you know, so they can control, they, you know, they can communicate with the office and say, hey, we're, we're going to come up short. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're headed towards a hole in the board, you guys. Uh, why don't you call somebody from next week and tell them that someone canceled and they can come in tomorrow. And we, we do that, and it works.
0: You're not only heading to a hole in the board, but you could be heading to a bottleneck in the board, too. Absolutely.
1: Don't call one of those old cars in. Call a 2012 BMW. Yeah, yeah. And, let's let's you know, get a
0: 2012. We we would love the work. We want to keep our guys yep. busy, but we don't want to bury ourselves.
1: We know it's going to be a pretty easy, quick ticket. That guy just wanted to break flush and an oil service in a state, so it'll be a couple-hour ticket, and you know we want that
0: and based so. on what we're doing on Thursday it, it, it has this 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 feel or this tone to it uh, we could use an older car on that day
1: absolutely <laughs> hey it's we want an old car this Friday we want you know this this is cool too this has all started uh, a thing with the weekend because we're a five day you know eight to five type of shop we don't work on the weekends I'm very you know I'm very passionate about that uh, but it's changed our we, we start we stopped looking week to week almost we, we used to not take in cars on Fridays because Fridays were our finish up day, but it's almost become the opposite. We want people, we want cars coming in on Friday so that we can populate the board with work sold uh, and work that's available to be done on Monday so that on Monday when the guys come in, they can churn through all the evaluations on Monday morning and then roll right into work that we sold on Friday and the parts showed up Monday morning. We're trying to like, almost shift the weeks around and and make it so it's not a Monday through Friday thing, but a more continuous process.
0: So your customers accept car in Friday, they get it Monday?
1: Well, it's easy because we've got seven loaner cars. Uh So we just just call people that maybe, you know, call the Friday appointments and say, hey, you know, our diagnostic team would like to start first thing on Monday on your car. Uh, Would you like to drop off now? And then... We'll just put you in our loaner now. You know, ideally coming up on a weekend, if I look out in my parking lot and I see four or five loaners out there, I'm, I'm upset. I want those loaners in customers' hands and I want their cars in my shop so we can get started on them.
0: So you, have you hired a coder yet to write this code?
1: No, I don't. That's, that's a little bit over my, uh, my head off to figure that out. And ideally I would love for one of the software suppliers that I use already, maybe Bolton or somebody to, to hear this and, And take that seriously and and maybe start integrating it. I'd rather share it and have somebody else create it better than I ever could. I
0: I get it. Collaborate, bring a lot of uh, minds together. And uh, so if someone's listening to this, Patrick has a heck of an idea. That's right. Come on over. And really, you know, the exciting part of what you're saying is that it's going to involve some artificial intelligence. I mean, you know, sure. some, some machine learning language. I mean, writing conditions inside of this. And every yep. shop could be different. You could have a lot of different switches in there that determine yep. the, the kind of, you know, maybe the competencies of your people the hours you're open the days of the week you're open you know yep. uh, the, the, the the throughput that you're looking for and sure. maybe an aro and all of those really interesting things that that gives you answers and yep. and then your people have to learn how to react to them and then as they yep. move those tiles like you're saying the board takes on a completely different complexion at all times yep. and and you've got these you know these barometers okay i'm i'm i've i've landed
1: <laughs> yep I've exactly landed. <laughs> and we could use the plane again no i i want uh ideally i want to get some of the numbers off the board too uh when i was uh, airline, in airline training um my company Kind of a little old fashioned, and they made us memorize all kinds of numbers about how the the plane worked. What was the the maximum brake temperature you could take off with? I had to memorize that. But then you look in the cockpit of the plane, and there was no number readout for that actual number. It was just red, yellow, green, and we couldn't take it off until we were in the yellow. Um, I would love for this system to have dials, gauges, bar graphs. Um, Things that are, I'm a very visual person, and, and a lot of us technician type people who work with our hands are very visual people as well. You put a big spreadsheet up there, and a lot of people's eyes just kind of glass over. I would love to see, just like the instrument cluster in a car, a, a speedometer, um, you know, where are the bottlenecks, some, mm-hmm. some little thing that indicates yeah. that we're having a squeeze or we're having a problem, you know, little timers that count down on each ticket. I would love that. Each ticket that moves to the system has a little timer that starts to count, so you can see how long the car has been in its little square. But don't you know, most
0: workflow systems that are out there have that right now?
1: Some still, yeah. Like I said, there are there are plenty of systems that have stuff like this, but nobody has it like all integrated and in visual and the stop, okay. stuff like that. Well, let you me know?
0: let me go back to. Um the beginning of the episode, and and you know, in episode two sixty six, you came on and told the story about your tech sitting down with you and says, "Hey, boss, I want to yeah. make some more money." And it's it's a great segment of that interview. Please go listen to it. Is the tech making more money?
1: Making more money. Good. We're not like busting the doors down yet, but it has created a noticeable change. The guys are taking home a little bit more mo- money from it, and it's also changed the to- tone in our shop a lot. The culture a little bit. We've talked about culture together a lot. Those different numbers mean different things to different people. So like the techs, when they see a nice fat cushion of work that's sold and parts are here, they are going to be calmer techs because they know there's plenty of work coming down the pipe. You know, And, and when, they start, when that starts inching back and there's less work available, they're going to start to communicate with the office better you know they're they're going to start talking with them hey what do we need to do can i help out it, it's changed it's changed things quite a bit around here it's all positive nothing nothing bad has come from this board and the cool thing too is that everybody's put a little piece into it in our shop um one of my guys uh, d he's a pretty quiet guy when d says something usually it's good though um but it's easy for us me to kind of forget Talk with D about it because he's, he's very quiet. He's very dedicated to his work, but he's taken over the task of of adding up these numbers every week. And he's very diligent. He's very methodical uh, guy, and he's done a spectacular job at that. He's given he's given me the accurate numbers I need, you know, to to make the calculations and populate the board. So it's very become very collaborative, which I like.
0: Great story, love it. Thanks for sharing, Thank you. Patrick McHugh. Absolutely a Rescue, Richmond, Virginia. Very insightful, Patrick. Thanks so much for being on.
1: Well, thank you, Carm. This stuff's so important, and I'm really—it's—it's it's so cool to have somebody who's such a good interviewer out there in the industry doing this stuff. I mean, it's just great. I love it. Thank, thank you, Ma- you so much. Thank you.
0: Hey, thank you, Patrick McHugh, for contributing to all aftermarket professionals who are looking to improve their workflow systems. Thanks for sharing your scoreboard strategy and for your contributions to help all ships rise. The key talking points can be found at RemarkableResults.biz slash E369. Hey, please don't forget to check out the photos page on the website. Recent editions from ASTE are now posted. And don't forget, write me. Love to hear from you. Carm at RemarkableResults.biz. We'll talk soon. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time.